those experiences, those opportunities, and uh, what, a, what a privilege and blessing that is here. And no better place than to do that and put it to use than here in the local church that God has given to you. Uh, Mark chapter 3, uh, if you'll stand with me as we read together the Word of God, Mark chapter 3. I want to begin here at the end of the chapter. We'll start in verse number 31, Mark chapter 3 and verse number 31. And it reads, then came, or, uh, There came then his brethren and his mother, and standing without, sent unto him, calling him. And the multitude said about him, and they said unto him, Behold, thy mother and thy brethren without seek for thee. And he answered them, saying, Who is my mother or my brethren? And he looked round about on them which sat about him, and said, Behold, my mother and my brethren, and I want you to notice this statement here in verse number 35. He says, For whosoever shall do the will of God, the same is my brother and my sister and mother. And uh, really interesting uh, statement, uh, thought that we're going to, to take and pull out of this tonight. And, and uh, want to, to just deal with this thought of family resemblance. Family resemblance. And if you look at that statement, uh, really some important thoughts in just this little teaching that the Lord Jesus Christ gives here at the end of this chapter. Uh, if you'll join me, let's go to the Lord in prayer this evening. Father, we thank you, this privilege again to gather in this place. I thank you for the faithfulness of your people and just such an encouragement, such a joy to be able to come together and just service after service to see people that are faithful to the house of God. And I pray that you would bless uh, each one for it. Lord, we pray that you would bless your word tonight as it goes forth. We pray you'd bless those that are here in this service, those that are listening to this service, God, that you would glorify and uplift yourself. Speak to us at the very point of need, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And you may be seated this evening. Uh, we pointed out this morning that often families have some resemblance uh, to each other. Gave you the illustration of... Uh, Brianna, I got her mixed up with Jacqueline just this last week, and I just knew that it was Jacqueline, and uh, walked in, said, hi, Jacqueline, how are you today? And, and uh, it took me a while to realize that I wasn't speaking to Jacqueline. I was speaking to Brianna uh, there, and there's the family resemblance. And you've seen uh, families. I was just thinking, Brother Ho, is your family this morning? Uh, you sang and played the instruments together, and uh, there's a family resemblance, and there are some of your children uh, that take after daddy, and there are some of your children that take after mommy, and there are some of your children that just take after them, <laughs> and uh, they are a combination of the two of you. There's the family resemblance, and uh, I think you're the crochet family, and uh, just getting to see your family with all the children. There are some, likewise, that take after daddy, some after mommy, and there's some that are just the combination of the two. And it's so precious uh, just to see the family resemblance. You ever known somebody, and then later you meet one of their siblings that you had never known before, and you realize they've got to be related. And I've had that situation before. I've known individuals and then I met maybe a brother or a sister to that individual, and, and you look and, and you just know. And so I asked the question, are you related to so-and-so? And yeah, that's my brother. And you could tell that. There was the resemblance, the family resemblance together. Uh, after I'd known my wife for a few months, I had the opportunity to go and to meet her family. 
And immediately when I met her older sister, I saw the family resemblance. In fact, uh, some personality, uh, a lot of like we, we talked here in our marriage class. Uh, my wife, uh, she burns both ends of the candle. And uh, she is a morning owl and a night owl and everything in between. And uh, her sister is like that. And her mother is like that. And I see just the family resemblance in that. Now, notice this statement here, verse 35, at the end of our chapter here tonight. Jesus stated, for whosoever shall do the will of God. And he says, the same as my brother, my sister, and mother. Now, I want to, to just look at that, that thought here tonight. And here in our context, uh, just kind of going back to our messages over the last couple of weeks here. There are crowds that are thronging Jesus Christ. They're seeking the Lord Jesus Christ. They've seen the miracles. And uh, they've come hearing of those miracles, hearing of his fame, and they come to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, this morning, we looked at several different reactions. Uh, we saw his family and his friends, and uh, they stated in verse number 21 that he is beside himself. The religious leaders stated to the Lord Jesus Christ that he hath Beelzebub, and by the prince of the devils casteth he out devils. I want you to, to look at a thought very quickly. Go back to verse number 21 of uh, Mark chapter 3. And in verse number 21, when his friends heard of it, they went out. And you'll notice here this statement, to lay hold on him. For they said, he is beside himself. And we spoke this morning. It's as if they're expressing he's gone mad, he's crazy, he's become a lunatic. And so they went out to lay hold on him. Uh, they were going to get him out of the mess. They were going to rescue him, almost to say as if from himself. And so we go to verse number 31 in that context. It says, There came then his brethren and his mother, and standing without, sent unto him, calling him. Now they sent a messenger to call him out of the crowds, and possibly their way of getting him away from the madness of it all and just separating Jesus out of the crowd and then they were going to deal with him at that point. Now Jesus, it, it seems evident, he understood their motives in this as they called for him. In verse number 32, And the multitude said about him, And they said unto him, Behold thy mother, thy brethren, without they seek for thee. Uh, he said, their, their family, Your family is present. They, they want to see you. Uh, Jesus And Jesus used this moment, it's really a blessing to see how Jesus dealt with people, and he did so patiently. Uh, he dealt with his family, not condemning his family, but he used this as a teachable moment. Uh, and you look at this to teach a valuable lesson concerning family resemblance. Uh, again, read with me verse number 33. And he answered them, saying... Who is my mother or my brethren? And he looked round about on them which said about him. So here is this multitude. They've gathered together. Uh, Jesus is teaching, preaching. He's healed. Uh, family comes uh, on the outskirts of this crowd. They send a messenger into the crowd. And they're seeking, really, he's mad. He's, he's uh, beside himself. They're seeking to pull Jesus out of the crowd. And uh, at that point can deal with him. And Jesus uses this, this opportunity. Who's my mother? Who's my brother? He looks round about on them. He's looking out over this crowd which said about him. And he said, behold, 
He's looking to this crowd. Behold, my mother, my brethren, for whosoever shall do the will of God, the same is my brother, my sister, and my mother. And so he's teaching, this is how you'll know my family. And I want to just give two simple thoughts here tonight that I believe are very important, very crucial. First of all, the evidence of a family relationship. Do you have that evidence? Who is my mother, my brethren, whosoever should do the will of God? Now, I've heard people take that section of Scripture and they use it and they teach out of this a works salvation. Okay, they, they change a little word here. Okay, for whosoever shall do the will of God the same, and it's as if they're teaching the same becomes. This is how you enter the family. You enter the family by doing the will of God. That's not what the Bible teaches. He said the same is my brother, my sister, my mother. Uh, the way into the family, some teach, is to obey me, to keep my commandments, to follow my law. But that's not what Jesus is saying. What Jesus is expressing here, he says, my family members are recognized by their obedience to me. In other words, he's expressing, if you're related to me, if you're my kinsfolk, then you will do the will of God. And if you do the will of God, you're showing that you're related to myself. Uh, the evidence of a family relationship to me is obedience to the will of the Father. That's the fruit of a relationship. And that's crucial to understand. Now I want to take just a moment here tonight because if we're related to Jesus, we'll be like Jesus. And I'd like to, to consider for just a moment the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. Have you ever thought about the Lord he was completely surrendered to the will of his heavenly Father. There's nobody that ever obeyed the Father like Jesus. His life was a life of absolute obedience to the Father. Now, I want to just look at several scriptures to illustrate this. If you go back to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter number 3 this evening, Matthew chapter 3. And I want you to see here, Matthew chapter 3, the baptism of the Lord Jesus Christ. This really was the step that began the public ministry of Jesus. In verse 13, Matthew chapter 3, Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me. But notice the statement of Jesus in verse number 15. And Jesus answering, said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And it's really evident that Jesus is saying, I'm following the will of my Father. Now, this is directed by my Father. I'm coming to you and seeking baptism. It's directed of my heavenly Father. And thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. And Jesus, in verse 16, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. Lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son 
in whom I'm well pleased. You see this family resemblance. You see the obedience. And here's the Father. We have God the Father present and God the Father speaking from heaven. This is my beloved Son. We have here the Holy Spirit, that the dove lighting upon him. And we have here the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. We have present the Trinity at the baptism of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now I want you to go to the Gospel of John for just a second and, and you'll just see this heart and this desire of Jesus to be completely, totally submissive to the Heavenly Father. In John chapter 4, verse number 31, John 4 and verse number 31. John 4, verse 31, we know this, the story, the woman of Samaria. And Jesus must needs go through Samaria. He visits with this woman of Samaria. His disciples come upon the scene. They've gone into the town to purchase food. And in verse 31, in the meantime, while his disciples prayed him, saying, Master, eat. But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that you know not of. Therefore said the disciples one to another, Hath any man brought him aught to eat? And Jesus saith unto them this statement, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Say not ye, there are yet four months, then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes, look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. Now what Jesus says to his disciples on this occasion, my meat, what fulfills my life, that which feeds me, is doing the will of my heavenly Father. Uh, my purpose here on earth is to finish his work, to do his will, to be obedient unto him. You turn forward to the Gospel of John chapter 8, John chapter 8, and verse number 28, and John chapter 8, verse number 28. Then said Jesus unto them, When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall you know that I am He, and that I have done nothing of myself, but as my Father had taught me, I speak these things. What Jesus says is, All that I've done, I've done of my Father. I've been directed of my Father. I've been in the will of my Father. In verse 29, He that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please Him. That was the will of Jesus, to be obedient to the Father, to please His Father, to live in the purpose and for the glory of His Father. In the Gospel of Luke chapter 22, the Garden of Gethsemane. And we know this before the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the night that the Lord Jesus was betrayed. And here the Lord has gone into this Garden of Gethsemane, and there he spends this time in prayer. And a very familiar passage of Scripture in verse 42, as Jesus is praying, he says, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. But he, he prays, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And so here's the will of Jesus to do the will of his heavenly Father. And you'll find this throughout his life, throughout his ministry. Everything that he taught, he taught in accordance to the will of his Father. Everything that he did, he did in accordance to the will of his Father. He did all for the glory of his Father. And the Bible tells us at the end of his life, Philippians chapter 2, verse number 8, being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. And obedience described the life of Jesus Christ. 
Now you go back to the Gospel of Mark in chapter number 3, and I think it helps us to understand the light of this statement. For whosoever shall do the will of God, the same as my brother, my sister, my mother. See, those of his family are recognized through their obedience as Jesus obeyed his father. Now, if you were to go to Hebrews chapter 11, we call that the hall of faith. And as you look in the hall of faith, those that are in the family of God, we would speak of Abel. And the Bible says, by faith, uh, by faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. You see, Abel was recognized by his obedience to the father through the blood sacrifice. Abel believed in a blood sacrifice. And Abel in that blood sacrifice looked forward to the death of Jesus Christ upon the cross of Calvary. He was recognized as being a part of the family through that obedience. We read of Enoch that by faith he walked with God in a wicked world. He had the resemblance of his father. He walked with the Lord. Uh, we read of Noah that by faith he prepared an ark to the saving of his household. He was recognized in his obedience to the will of his father. It was his obedience in the building of the ark at the direction of God that pointed to the ark of Jesus Christ and to the safety in Jesus Christ. And then we have the life of Abraham. Hebrews chapter 11 verse number 8, by faith Abraham obeyed God. And he went out not knowing whither he went. He simply followed the will of God. He obeyed God. He was recognized as the family or in the family through his obedience. I want you quickly, if you would, to go to Genesis chapter 22. As we speak of Abraham, and we speak of the obedience of Abraham. See, Abraham recognized as the father of faith and through his obedience was known to be a part of the family. Genesis 22 uh, one of my favorite passages of Scripture in the Bible here, God directs Abraham to take that son Isaac, this son of promise. He says, go to the place that I'll tell you of. And there I want you to offer that son as a sacrifice. And we know the story that Abraham went to that place and he took Isaac and bound Isaac upon the altar and he took the knife to slay his son. And then at the very last moment, the Lord spoke and sent his angel and said, Abraham, don't do it. Don't do it. I wanted to test you. I wanted to see your love for me. I wanted to see that love is expressed through your obedience to me. And I want you to look in Genesis 22, verse number 15. Genesis 22, verse 15, And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time. And he said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing, hast not withheld thy son, thine only son. He says that in blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven, and as the sand which is upon the seashore. And thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. But notice what God says, And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because thou hast obeyed my voice. And see here, God recognizes this obedience of Abraham and said, Abraham, because you love me, because you obeyed me, that in blessing, I'm going to bless you. And he says, Abraham, your seed will be as the stars of the heaven, as the sand upon the seashore. And it's because of your obedience. And that obedience becomes the token of the family and the resemblance to the family expressed through 
obedience. Daniel was recognized through his obedience. In Daniel 1, verse number 8, Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat and over the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. And so here's Daniel, knowing that it was wrong to offer sacrifices offered to idols. And so here Daniel purposed and Daniel chose and through the obedience of Daniel he was blessed and then later Daniel in Daniel 6 knowing that there was a decree uh, that he was to pray to no other gods but to the king went into his room and he prayed as he had done always before three times he did what he had always done and Daniel was known through his obedience to the father uh, the apostles in the book of Acts revealed their love for Jesus and their obedience and having been beaten and imprisoned and commanded not to teach in the name of Jesus any longer, they made this statement, responded, we must obey God rather than men. And here's where I'm going. It's obedience that reveals you. Now Jesus stated, John 14, verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. And obedience is a testimony of love. Obedience is a testimony of a relationship. See, Isaiah spoke of Israel. They say that they love me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. What Isaiah was expressing with their lips, they express they know me, but their heart says otherwise. They don't follow me. They're not obedient to me. They say one thing with their mouth, but their lives express something different. There's not the evidence of the relationship. Now, I would ask the question tonight, is there evidence of a family resemblance? Do you look like Jesus? Remember, Jesus says, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me. Is your meat to do the will of the Father? Do you pray like Jesus, not my will, but thine be done? Have you died to yourself? Have you willingly sacrificed to obey the Father. We spoke in our adult Sunday school class this morning of Jeremiah, and this is the thing that often separated those that were used of God. God gave a simple direction to Jeremiah. Jeremiah, go and take a girdle and place it upon your loins. Not understanding what the purpose of this was, Jeremiah did what God told him to do. And then God says, Jeremiah, I want you to take that girdle and I want you to go to the Euphrates River. And there I want you to bury that girdle in a rock. So Jeremiah again obeyed God, not knowing the purpose of that obedience. And then after some time, God says, Jeremiah, I want you to go and retrieve that girdle from the rock. And Jeremiah obeyed God. It was not till Jeremiah obeyed the Lord on the third occasion that God then gave the reasons for this. He says, Judah was like this girdle. It was close to me. Uh, but Judah sinned against me, and Judah was buried in a rock and scattered, and now Judah has come to that place of uselessness and worthlessness being set aside because of their sin against me. It was Jeremiah's obedience that brought him to know the will of God. Acts chapter 11, uh, they were called Christians first at Antioch. There was the family resemblance as they, uh, the outside, the, the name Christian was termed by the enemies. 
And this name was given to the church at Antioch. They're Christians. And what made that to be the case? And as others on the outside looked at these that had become a part of this church at Antioch, they said they're Christians. They're little Jesus. They're little Christ. They're like Christ. They resemble the Lord Jesus Christ. They resemble the Lord in their love. They resemble the Lord in their obedience. There's their family resemblance. They obey God in all things. They seek in their life to please God. They do the things that God wants them to do because they know the Lord because they love the Lord. They don't do some things because they know the Lord and they love the Lord and they obey the Lord. Is there a family resemblance? It's shown through obedience. The evidence of a family relationship. Now, I, I believe you really want to look like Jesus and have the testimony of Jesus, it's going to be shown in your obedience. In, in simply following the word of God. That's the evidence of a family relationship. Now, go back with me to Mark chapter 3, verse 35. And I want to give a, a second thought on the hills of this that's so very crucial so that we don't get confused tonight. In Mark chapter 3, verse 35, the evidence of a family relationship is obedience. But now it's important to understand the entrance into this family relationship. Now, the Lord says here, verse 35, For whosoever shall do the will of God, the same is my brother, my sister, and my mother. I want you to understand tonight, this is not the way into the family. That becomes work salvation. The same is my brother, my sister, my mother. Now very clearly tonight, and please distinguish this, obedience is the fruit. It's not the root. Salvation is by grace, through faith in Christ. This obedience comes out of a heart relationship. Uh, please understand, Jesus in John 15 stated, for without me, you can do nothing. You see, apart from a relationship to the Lord Jesus Christ, you can't be obedient to the things of God on your own. Uh, the Lord produces the obedience out of your life. It's the relationship of the Lord that produces the obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's his blood that washed us and cleansed us that puts us into the family. And it's that birth into his family that gives the resemblance to the family. Now, it's, it's really a blessing. I see this and I see with my children. I can see there are many things in their life that sometimes with various one reminds me of myself. Sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not good. But there, there are things that I can look at and say, I understand what they're thinking. I understand uh, their actions. I understand that because uh, it, it reminds me of myself. There's that family resemblance. It's the birth into that family that gives the resemblance. And I mentioned, uh, Brother Ho, your children. And it's really evident that some of your children, your blood flows through them. And they have personalities. 
like daddy and some of them personalities like mom and some looks like mom and I see that to uh, the crochets and we could look at uh, all of the different families and uh, it's that blood that flows through the veins that makes one and molds one into that resemblance and please understand tonight it's the blood of Jesus that produces the resemblance to Christ within the heart. It's not obedience that brings us into the family. It's obedience that reveals that we're in the family. Do you get that? It's obedience that becomes the fruits of that relationship to Jesus Christ. It's the blood of Jesus. The thing that makes us desire Jesus to be like Jesus, to resemble Jesus, we're born in his family. He lives in me. He's alive, and he lives through us, and we're in his family. And here Jesus looks out over this crowd, and he says, Whosoever shall do the will of God, the same as my brother, my sister, my mother. I want you to go back with me to the Gospel of John, and I want to just follow some thoughts here about this family and how we get into this family and what makes us a part of this family and what changes our hearts to be like Jesus. You go to the Gospel of John and you simply follow this teaching. John chapter 1. In verse number 10 of Jesus, he was in the world, the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But notice verse 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Friend, you don't have the power to make yourself a child of God. You simply come to Jesus and receive the Lord Jesus Christ and receive his gift. And it's he that gives that power. It's he that washes your heart with his blood. It's he that makes you his child. It's he that births you into his family. In John 3, verse 16, the heart of the Bible, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God makes us through faith in Christ into his children. And we know in John 5, verse number 24, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on them that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. And John 6, verse 37, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and that cometh to me I'll in no wise cast out. Notice verse 40, very important. He says, For this is the will of him that sent me. John 6, verse 40, That every one which seeth the Son, and believeth on him, may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at that day. Here, the will of the Father is that you believe on his Son and receive that gift of life. We go to John chapter 10, and we talk about this family relationship. John 10 and verse number 7. In John 10 verse 7, Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door by me, if any man enter in, shall be saved, and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, they might have it more abundantly. And he's describing those that come by way of the door. Verse 27, he says, My sheep hear my voice, 
and I know them. They're in the family, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. See, the entrance into the family is through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. As many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Uh, you're a part of one or two families tonight. Either you're a part of the family of God, you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or you're part of Satan's family, the thief, the robber, the, the, the one the, the one that uh, the Bible speaks of has come to steal and to kill and to destroy. Uh, you're either on the road to heaven or you're on the road to hell, and that's determined by what you've done with Jesus Christ. But friend, I want you to know this. If you've been bought by the blood of Jesus, that blood flows through your life and gives you the resemblance to the Lord Jesus Christ. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are made new. There's the resemblance to the family. And that resemblance to the family is reflected in the obedience to the things of God. Now, I want to give one last scripture just to clarify some confusion. If you would go to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter number 7. I've heard people take this thought and then again use this to try to present a work's salvation. But it's very clear as you compare Scripture to Scripture, that's an impossibility. In Matthew chapter 7, verse number 21, Matthew 7, verse number 21, you notice the statement, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. And you remember the statement of John 4, or John 6, verse 40, the will of my Father is that you believe on the name of his Son. Many will say unto me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and thy name have cast out devils, and thy name done many wonderful works? Then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. We're talking about a people here that had never been born again. We're talking about a people that were religious, but they were lost. We're talking about a people never purchased by the blood of Jesus, never having submitted to that relationship. Very important, this statement in verse 23, I profess unto them, I, notice this, very one word there, I, what, never knew you. Okay, it does not say, I knew you at one point, and now you lost it. That's an impossibility. Uh, he says, the will of my Father is that you believe on the name of His Son. Uh, we're talking here about a people that tried to enter into heaven by their own works, by their own efforts. We're talking about a people, they spoke about all that they had done. Uh, they spoke about how they had prophesied in thy name. They spoke about how in thy name they cast out devils. In thy name they've done many wonderful works. And friends, I want you to know that salvation is not of your works and that there is nothing that you can do within yourself to make your self-resemble the Father. The only thing that can cause you to resemble the Father is the heart, the blood, the transformation that takes place. God's blood, the blood of Jesus flowing through you is the only thing that can give you the family resemblance. And that family resemblance then will cause you from the heart to want to obey 
the Lord. And so as Jesus looks out over the crowds, he says, those that obey the will of the Father, my brother, my sister, my mother, the resemblance to the family. The entrance into the family is through birth. How did the whole children get into that family? They were born into that family. How did the crochet children get into that family? They were born into that family. It was the birth that gave them the resemblance. And it's the birth into the family of God through the reception of Jesus Christ that gives you the resemblance to the family. The evidence is obedience to the will of the Father out of a heart changed by the blood of Jesus. That's the evidence. The entrance is through the new birth, through the birth into that family. I'd like to leave with that thought tonight, and so very important, let a man examine himself, whether he be in the faith. Is there the evidence of a family relationship? Is the heart the desire from a heart out of love? Is it a desire like Jesus? My meat is to do the will of him that sent me. I can look back on my life and see a time I was religious but lost. I was living in my will and by my own efforts trying to earn my way to heaven. And then something changed when I called upon Jesus. He came into my life. And it was a whole different thought now. Now I want it from the heart to please the Lord. Somebody said to me recently, since I got saved, I can't feel comfortable about the things that I used to do. I just don't feel comfortable with it. Things that I used to get by with before, I can't get by with now. Things that didn't bother me before, they bother me now. Things that used to be work to me before, now it's a pleasure to read the Bible, to go to church from the heart, because I want to be like Jesus. That's the evidence of a new birth. Let's go to the Lord this evening. Father, thank